Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, with my co-host. Yeah, where do you know him? Let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, today we're covering chapters, what is it, 35 to 46? Picking up right up where the last part ended. Uh, and, man, I'll be honest, this part doesn't have a whole lot that we can talk about. But at the same time, every single time I say that on these parts, we always somehow find a way to generate conversation about it, mostly because I just don't really know how to shut up. So, hey, let's get confirmed. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's like, yeah, I, I know all about that. Um, <laughs> but so, first things first, Shalon has finally reached the Shattered Plains. Second thing, second, um. Shalon's chapters are extremely hit or miss for me. Yeah. Um, I, and there I is agree. no in-between, I feel like, with her chapters. And I felt that since the first book, and I might have mentioned it at that point as well. But, and sorry, by the way, for all the sniffling, and I may need to clear my throat a lot of times because I still have that godforsaken congestion slash throat slash cough whatever it is that giant allergy bomb yeah whatever it is i think everyone on earth has this right now um <laughs> and it and it's, has had it for months i I don't, I don't know if i've talked to a single person that hasn't dealt with it but regardless um yeah shalon's chapters there there is no in between with them either i love them a lot or I just hate them a lot, and but and there's and the weird thing is that there's no um, rhyme or reason, or there's no pattern to it either. <laughs> pattern, um, because <laughs> mm, lies. Yeah, yeah, that's literally how he sounds in the graphic audio. Um, but there is no uh, consistency because it's it's not like you know any of Shalon's uh, flashback chapters. Or are like consistently bad or consistently good. It's just it's kind of all over the place. Right. And the last Shalon chapters that we covered in this section, chapter forty-five. I'm not gonna lie to you. That was so painful to get through, I, and I don't know why it was so boring. I I, I tried so, and I, I even tried restarting the chapter just to maybe get Rehash you know, yeah, yeah, just maybe get like some traction going. Like you know, it just wasn't clicking. I wasn't paying attention closely enough first time. So maybe I'll restart, and right. then nothing was doing it. I, I took some time off, and then I, you know, I'll read it the next day. Tried that; it just it wasn't working. Um, I just couldn't get that chapter to click for me. I even tried audiobook, uh, graphic audio. I mean, and yeah, just nothing. Nothing was really doing it for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to say, like sometimes when listening to Shalon's chapters. You get through it, right? Yeah. Like, I'll be driving and I'll be listening to a Shalon chapter, and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, like we get it. You don't know who you are. I think Kaladin, Adolin, Dalinar, uh, Seth, uh, every other character's POV is just more consistently good, I think. Yeah. Um, They may not have as high highs sometimes, because Shalon's, like, really good chapters are, like, really good, because uh, she's a scholar. So she makes a lot of the discoveries for the audience. It's more um, like a surprise factor, a little surprise factor. That's fair. I think I can kind of agree with that. I mean, the problem 
the problem I have with Shalon's chapters is she goes through a lot of like, like she goes it'll be like four chapters in a row where she's going through this like almost self help. Yeah, just more like she's always like in her brain. I'm like, okay, like take action. But the whole chapter is just her talking, standing in a doorway, and I'm like, okay, that's great, but move forward. Yeah, I think I I know what you mean about that. It it there, I kind of like the self help stuff, like you know where she's like, oh, I'm just gonna yeah. pretend to be confident, like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Right. So I think that part of it is cool, but I know what you mean. It does feel like okay. Can we start like? get out of the thoughts and move into the actions part of it. Right. Um, but anyways, uh, so she does end up uh, uh, seeing the span read. And this was really cool as a cybersecurity major myself that they were encoding the message, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it's basic encryption. Encryption has been a thing, for those of you who don't know, has been a thing for uh, centuries. Uh, right. Back then, obviously, the encryptions were much simpler, right? It would be something like, oh, take the third letter of every other word or whatever. That's considered kind of like an encryption. Regardless, though, um, she does realize that it's encrypted, and so she meets with a member of the Ghostbloods, and, uh, and she, like, pretends to be Tins, what is it, Apprentice? Yeah, or, like her her ward almost. Yeah, yeah, and, and I I will admit I did not see Shalon doing this, uh, you know, last book. So her growth has been tremendous. So it does play again. It, initiative. Yeah, it does play into the uh, very heavily the part that yeah her goods are like aspects the good uh, parts of the chapters they're very good like this chapter where she went to go see the ghost blood mm-hmm. was fantastic i loved it yeah i mean it, the chapters and that's where she like goes in disguise right yeah goes she, in disguise she, she's going in disguise I, I sometimes i can't remember if she goes in disguise or you know what i mean like i can get a mix up but yeah. so she's in she's in this disguise and like she can be whoever she wants to be and you know it's funny that like it's not just her necessarily that drives the chapters really well it's the people around her like i liked yasna a lot and coincidentally i also really like that uh high prince sabario sabario yeah he i bet you he's a fat dude he's got to be a fat dude you know i i envisioned breeze in my mind yeah isn't breeze fat yeah yeah see fat dude <laughs> danny devito type uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Oops. that's how a lot of people um, fan cast Breeze by the way is Danny DeVito really? Or, yeah good little tidbit yeah um, but anyways like I like Sabario a lot because especially the way he talked about you know I'm not very successful in my gem hearts so I, I'm you know militarily I'm not that strong mm-hmm. but you know he, he's smart and because he's like okay um, I may not be getting the money, like as in like getting the direct source of the money, but they got to spend the many money somewhere, right? So I am investing in, you know, what is it, Clo- uh, cloth merchants and food. pretty much everything that you need to run an army. Exactly, uh, clothes, food, medicine, all that stuff. So he is setting up a a horizontal industry, right? He's almost that- cornering the market too. 
yeah, uh, of uh, all the necessities for a military. And it's like, you can't, I mean, when you're, okay, so there's a producer, right? So he's becoming like the sole producer for the army here. And in a way, because shipping in food is very expensive. Shipping in lots of food is extremely expensive. Because, yeah, you could say, okay, well, bulk costs, you know, bulk cost goes down. But right. the thing is, is when you start increasing, like, the load to that level, it becomes a target for bandits. So that means you need more security. You need more uh, hired mercenary, hired guards. Would yeah, which uh, drastically increases price. Uh, when you, you know, if you have, like, horses, or in this case, I guess, chole, like, the chole will need food and those caretakers. So, like... Like you said, the overhead just drastically increases when you're uh, feeding so many people. And this is just food. Yeah. You know, we're not even talking about medicine or clothes or uh, letters for that. Basic sanitation in the area. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, like lumber for camps and whatnot. You know, it's stuff like that. It's all that, all these things uh, need to be brought in. So the fact that he can set up a production this close to the the war camps it's it's kind of amazing and a lot of in a lot of uh and i wish that sanderson hadn't done it here either um because it is a very stereotypical thing but i think a lot of the times um authors like to portray these guys as like the bad guys like the oh the greedy businessman you know who, oh did you did you think that I felt like I got the vibes from it, but at the same time, I don't know if Sanderson was intentionally doing that because I know authors will do this where they'll intentionally make you feel like this guy is kind of like shady, but really yeah. it's more of your own preconceived notions. Right. Um, a lot I of just, good TV shows will do this. I, I just thought he's like, okay, well, this is the Alethi culture, so he's probably looked upon like a really smart guy. And I was like, dude, that's smart to like corner the market. Well, okay, so I'm not saying that they're not saying uh, that the Alethi look on him poorly. I'm saying how he's portrayed to the audience, the reader. Sure, sure. So, like, for example, I think one of the best shows of an example of this is Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. A lot of times, like every single character I can think of in both of the shows are portrayed in a certain way. And when you actually get to know them, get to know their backgrounds, it's like completely opposite of what you had initially mm -hmm. uh, assumed. And I, I really, really love that style of writing. And that may be what he was going for here. I don't know. But I just, I really hate that where anytime you have like a businessman who's just like providing, a, like honestly, a great service, right? He's not selling weapons even and constantly feeding in, like, you know, ca causing false flag attacks so far. Causing false flag attacks to keep the war going, to keep his business right. running. We're not even talking about that. He is just providing basic, a needs. basic needs on a much cheaper level. Like, that's good. I don't care how you dice it. That's good. Dude, if that means brilliant. fewer dead soldiers, that's good. If that means less tax burden on the people of the that the high princes, you know, would get the money from and whatnot, that's good. If one gem heart could have bought enough food for your entire army for three months, and now he has made it to where food is grown locally or at least close enough that the gem heart can now buy food for six months, that is good. That means you have fed your army for a longer period of time. So, return on investment. Yeah. Um, so I really, 
I like this character Sabario a lot. I know he he's being portrayed as kind of a shady dude, and he may be shady on everything around that. But I think that that one action is not bad. I think that action is actually great. I love I like producers. What can I say? <laughs> Yeah, it, it never occurred to me that he was a bad. It more occurred to me that he was like about to make bank. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so no. I, was like, I, Dang, you're I still agree. I think he's going to make good money. And you know what? He should. He's providing, yeah, again, great food and clothing and supplies to an army that's been fighting for what is it, six years, five years? I think it's five, yeah. Maybe six. Oh, I can't remember. And honestly, I'm surprised that no one thought of this sooner. But, you know. Right. Oh, well. I mean, imagine, uh, if, imagine if he's the only one that does it for the entire time that they're on the Shattered Plains. Like, once the war, whatever, it's won or it's over like that, he's going to walk away with, like, generational wealth. Eventually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Depending on how long it goes, for sure. Um, but Shalon sees, like, the... Uh, the the people at court, and she sees like three different camps. You got Dalinar and Alucard on one side, Sadius, Aldar, and I think one other on the other side. And you have like the rest, like fence sitters that they kind of don't want to anger the other side. And I, I think Shalon, uh, she interprets it to be like the neutral camp, but really, I think the neutrality is more so they want to see how the tides turn and then join the stronger like party. Yeah, and that, and you know, that could that could be good or bad, considering which one's bad and which one's worse. There's no good sometimes. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna put a prediction out here. I think Amram's gonna die soon. Amram? High Lord Amram. High Lord? No. Bright Lord. Bright Lord. Who's gonna kill him? Um, I don't think he's gonna be Kaladin. Come on. I don't think he's going to be... I need it for sure who's going to kill him. Oh, I, I can't tell you the source of the death. But as far as... He, I definitely think Amram dies. Only thing being because um, Kaladin hates him so much that I think Amram is going to kind of redeem himself to the eyes of Kaladin, and then he's going to die. Oh, <laughs> uh, you think it's going to be like a heroic one-shot, you know, pop-type deal? Yeah, I can see it being Zeth. I can see it being Sadius, honestly, because uh, Sadius, I don't know if he has caught wind of the fact that Amram is becoming so buddy-buddy with Dalinar, that I think Dalinar or Sadius could kind of uh, send him to battle and then recall all reinforcements, kind of like what he tried to do with Dalinar right, and right. have him killed like that. I can definitely see those things happening. Um, but yeah, I just, I really think that Sadius is going to get it. Do you think Sadius is going to get what? Sorry, sorry. Amram is going to get it. I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell because, again, it almost seems like he's in the middle. Because, yes, he's with Sadius, but he's buddy boy with Dalinar, so he's kind of getting his cake and eating it, too. But doesn't that always end bad? Yeah. It ends poorly, doesn't it? It does. It does. Uh, but that could also mean that Sadius also gets it, right? He oversteps his bounds, and then... Uh, yeah. Are we just offing everybody now? Yeah. Uh, we are now Game of Thrones. Right. Everyone is fair game. <laughs> Terrible. But, um... Shalon also... Is she, so she becomes Sabario's, like, clerk. Right. Which... That kind of came out of nowhere. I feel like... 
I don't know. The flow in that one felt a little off. To yeah, me. she forced her way into a like you kind of forced her way into the situation, but kind of didn't pick the best options. Yeah. Maybe she should have thought that one a little bit through because Sabario, she doesn't know anything about. But right. maybe this is how we get Sabario's uh, loyalty to Delinar. Death? Oh. Or, yeah, I guess that too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we started killing people. So I yeah, know. yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe Shalon dies too while we're at it. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's highly unlikely. No, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see it happening for a while. Um,. Okay, so Moash. We do need to discuss Moash. Uh, he true. he confess. I, I love the way this happened too. He confesses to Kaladin that he hates Helicar, and he's yeah. the one who's been behind, like trying to kill him. Um, which let's put a pin on that for a second as to the timing of it all. Um, but he explains that it's because he had his grandparents killed and whatnot, and. Later, when Kaladin meets with Elokar's people, who are also behind the assassination, they explain it in a pretty good way. That like, you're a surgeon. If you have a festering, infected hand, do you just let it go on and hope that it gets better? Yeah, but couldn't that be said about anything? And I, it's funny you say that because that was literally the first word that came to my mind. I'm like, okay, what you could literally say that? Like, how early do you call it, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, but at the same time, five years is of war is kind of much. Um, this is also true. And he, there was one really good line that was used here. Um, uh, don't get revenge upon the king for ordering the death of your grandparents, but do get revenge on the Parshendi for ordering the death of someone you never met. This is when Kaladin, this is before he met uh, uh, Moash's people. And this is a very good point. I think this is, what is it, chapter chapter 44. Mm -hmm. Don't get revenge upon the king for ordering the death of your grandparents, but do get revenge on the Prashendi for ordering the death of someone you never met. Like, this is Kaladin kind of questioning his own motives here. Like, right. you know, doesn't really make sense that, like, we're fighting these Prashendi for years on a guy that we don't even know, but then... Yeah, but then, you know, this Elokar guy kills Moash's grandparents, and we're not, we're just not going to do anything about it. And I did think it was kind of foolish, and I wonder if Kaladin had made this point almost half-heartedly, knowing it was going to be countered so easily. And the point um, I'm referring to is, he said, oh, well, Elokar didn't actually directly kill your grandparents. And even Moash kind of like looked at him like, are you dumb? Like, you're telling me that uh, them sending my 78-year-old or however 80-year-old grandparents to the dungeons is not directly responsible for their death? Like, yeah, like sure. He, like, exactly. He, chosen negligence. Yeah, in, very intentional, right? Now, okay, here's the other thing. There has to be more to the story. I'm not saying that Moash lied, but I think there has to be more to the story because Elokard doesn't strike me as this kind of guy. No, I, I think... I think they, they may have an intermediary, is my guess. Another middleman. That, oh, I thought like, they messes. did something bad. I thought they actually did something bad and they were getting oh, for it. That, that's possible as well. That maybe they were ghost bloods. Or, but, I mean, Elokar probably doesn't know anything about ghost bloods. But, yeah, that could be something else. That, you know, there's there's more to the story. Maybe they, they were guilty. They taxes or something. Yeah, 
even little crap because back in the day for the littlest thing you'd get your arm chopped off so like straight to jail not, yeah why not undercooked fish overcooked yeah, chicken straight yeah. to jail we have the best country in the world because of jail for those of you who don't understand my incoherent rambling i am quoting parks and recreation uh yes. you yeah have you seen that show parks and rec dude we watch it all the time here at home I, I don't find that show as rewatchable as uh, The Office, personally. Oh, we're getting off on another thing here. We could go an hour on this one topic, Moz. Do we want to do this? No, no, no. We don't have time. We don't have time. We just don't have the time. Uh, all right. So, um, Moash's timing for telling Kaladin means something. That means something. There, I I do not believe that Moash held on to that secret all those, I don't even know the passage of time, all that time to just unveil it now and then have. So him, something's in motion. I something is definitely in motion, and I think he truly respects Kaladin in a way that he said like something's in motion. So let me tell him now because I'm not going to get a chance to later because I think Moash is going to disappear soon. No. I think Moash is going to go uh, execute the plan. The plan may or may not work. I don't know. Um, and then he's going to disappear and he's like, let me see if I can get my uh, respected friend Kaladin to come on my side. Us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To come with me. Because he, he, he recognizes that Kaladin is he's powerful, right? He, he can see that. Uh, so there's that. The other thing, uh, Rock uh, my favorite horn eater. Oh, dude, I love that guy. Okay, so his whole monologue about like the Spren and you know his people and his history. Mount, yeah, yeah there's something there. Uh, I can't pick anything out of it. You're talking about because of the way they described the Spren. Yeah, not just the way they described the Spren. The way he did talked about the history about like you know oh, which I mean his stuff is obviously extremely biased. You can tell that there's like there's a lot of and I hate the, for a lack of a better term, propaganda, right? That he's been fed, that he kind of believes that. Yeah, some you know, yeah. Yeah, that his uh, people were stronger. They were better fighters, but there were less of them. So that's why they lost. Um, <laughs> that seems like a, that seems like a uh, excuse. Yeah, yeah. That, that 100% is something like, oh, you know, very much patriotism. No, kinda, no, no. Uh, kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, you lowlanders get too much oxygen to the brain. Yeah. Um, which that is. That's not. That's no. kind of cool. That's kind of cool. That's a cool uh, insult that they have within their species. I know, but wouldn't you? So I guess their body runs more efficiently on less oxygen. No, I don't. Okay, so I don't even know if that's the thing. Like I know in real life, if you it would have to be if you look at like mountain people, they're generally like actually shorter. Like there is. Forget where like what country it may be Cambodia. It's called the Gurkhas. These yeah. people have like insane cardio. Like they can run forever. They're very strong because you know everything's kind of uh they but they got insane cardio, but they're shorter. Would you say they're wind runners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. That's exactly what I would say. I'm done. That's uh, my one that's my one for the day. That's your one? Oh, mm -hmm. man. I feel like you should have saved her for some uh, for something bigger. I don't have anything. Right yeah, now. you have anything. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I think Moash's timing is there. And I think Rock 
explaining that is very is is a not so subtle yes yeah, it's, it's a not so subtle significant nod to something coming up and i kind of want to actually reread that chapter a little bit more closely i um because remember they 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 didn't i don't think they got to the reasoning as to why he can see the spren yeah, but they, they interpreted I, I mean they interpreted it to be that like oh it's because he goes into the pond or a lake or whatever and that's what allows him to see the uh, spren I don't think that's it. You think he has more like a more, they're more clairvoyant? Yes, I think their people are. Closer to nature. Yes, that's exactly it. Because remember, if my if my uh, prediction is correct as to why Dalinar and uh, Adolin, yes, Adolin can't see, is be, their own spread is because of their own, like, you know, battle lust or whatever. But I think. For Dalinar, that's changing a little bit. Which, okay, that brings me to the another good point. I mean, it's not a major point, but I love Adolin and Kaladin's relationship. It's like yeah. it's like stepbrothers. They give it back and forth to each other. Yeah. I remember Adolin like, comes in, like he sees Shallan, he's like strutting and whatnot. And then uh, uh, she, he's like, oh, you know, all, oh, all the women are obsessed with me. And then... They have like a conversation, and Kaladin's like, "Yeah, she seems very obsessed with you." Shut up. <laughs> I loved, yeah, I loved, 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 loved that uh, whole interaction. It was just, it gave me a very homey feeling because it reminds me of like my interactions with like guys like you. Honestly, uh, it was just, it's just fun. It, everyone's just kind of like uh getting one in on each other and whatnot it's just it's a great nobody show. nobody's feelings get hurt all right yeah it's great but um i don't know if i have much else to say i don't think so um that, uh, that horn eater thing does actually it sparks my brain a little bit just to top it off like what being born at that altitude right yeah i'm born on top of the mountains and they're like per se more clairvoyant because rock can see sprint, can he not? Can rock see sprint? Rock can see sprint. Yeah, rock can see sill, right? Right. So that's exactly. So that means that makes me think that they're more priests disposed, like spiritually or something like that, or in natural sense, that they can see those sprints because you know at, they're at birth. I'm assuming that they go into those lakes, right? So maybe it's just a constant. Going into those lakes, that could be the difference. Yeah, that could be. Maybe it's something like I remember Elantris had something like the lake, right? Mm-hmm. Where they would go into the lake and it would kind of that's how it would, it would kind of like evaporate the 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 Elantrians who were kind of I forgot dying. Yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, with the seaod, seaod, yeah, seaod. Yes, 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 yes. God, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't a, the more I think back to Elantris, I'm like, I didn't really like that book nearly as much as the rest of his works. Uh, but anyways, no, I mean, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. To be honest, it's one of his slower novels. But man, I really liked the the lore and background of the Elantrians and the words and the equations. That was, I mean, that was pretty cool. It was more like a mystery than it was like an action fantasy sci-fi fantasy. It was more like a mystery fantasy, fantasy mystery. Yeah, it's like what happened to Elantris. Yeah, but, um, they, but they were able, I think they were able to use whatever shards they used on that world because they had to fit something in. So they had to make it a certain way. Yep. But anyways. Uh, 
the Emperor Soul. Yeah, Emperor Soul was just phenomenal, though. I loved that so, uh, so much. I know you did, buddy. Um, but anyways, that, I think, will about cover it from us for that episode. Next time, we'll be doing chapters 47 to 58. So Pick it up. Um, yeah, but anyways, I am still really liking this um, series. There's just so many questions, and I'm pretty sure I've forgotten so, many, so much stuff already, which really makes me more excited not for us to finish but for me to actually go back and reread because then you're going to pick up on so much more but anyways we will catch you all next time thank you everyone